welcome back to another episode of Jory Sports Stories. I'm your host Jory, and on today's episode, we're covering week nine of the NFL. Today we have a few teams and fan bases on the grill. We've got more hot takes and commentary, followed by Jory's jacked up tears and my two early playoff predictions. Follow along and let's dive in. Alright, so now we got who's on the grill. And the first team that's on the grill this week is I'm going to put the Colts. Because they finally fired Frank Reich after scapegoating everybody else. Even though, low-key, I also think that Frank Reich was scapegoated. Because you guys, you benched Matt Ryan, you fired Marcus Brady, and the team still hasn't gone anywhere. I mean... And I say this to say that their offense isn't running any better than when they had Matt Ryan at the quarterback position. They still can't run the ball at all, even with Ellinger's mobility. And they still can't protect the quarterback. Sam Ellinger was running for his life and was going through who knows what behind that line. And injuries and and the constant injuries on the defensive end really hurt this team as well. Like, when I see Indianapolis play, I don't see all the hype that they got. I don't quite understand it. Because you could say, one could argue that the Colts haven't been the same since Andrew Luck. And that is true. But why did Andrew Luck retire? Why did he retire? Because they couldn't protect him. He kept getting hit. He kept getting hurt. He couldn't stay healthy. That's why he had to hang it up. The offensive line wasn't all of that to begin with, minus the year or two. I feel like this Colts team and organizationally puts the blame on everybody else. But right now, I'm starting to look at the general manager right now because that's your job is to put together the pieces. This offensive line is aging. They're older a little bit. And they're not as stout as they used to be. Clearly, because they keep getting beat. They keep giving up multiple sacks. They just gave up nine sacks. Or it felt like nine or ten of them. It was a lot. They can't keep their quarterback clean to save their lives. And who's that on? I mean, yeah, you can blame coaches for some of this, but you haven't fortified the offensive line and you have an unstable quarterback position, which cost Frank Reich his job because that's also one of the ingredients to getting a coach fired is a constant influx of quarterbacks. But that's also part of, partly on his own fault because he went to bat for those quarterbacks instead of just drafting a young one and developing him. I mean, play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. This is not... And then another thing I'm going to put the Colts on the grill because I just thought about it. You went outside the organization to hire an interim head coach. That's a slap of the face. That's a slap to the in the face 
of everybody else who's still there. That's so disrespectful and distasteful, but who could tell Jim Mercer how to run his team? I can't. He a billionaire. He got, he write the checks. I don't, but it makes no sense. And I wonder if the players look at it sideways too. Just a thought. But moving on. The next team on the grill, right next to the Colts, would be the Rams. Because offensively, they're dead in the water. Your run game is non-existent. Even with trying to patch things over with Cam Akers, you still can't run the ball. Your whole world knows that the the Cup will get his touches and they're uncreative. And the past few Rams games, I've been kind of hesitant to call this out. But at times, your defense looks confused. This isn't the same defense either because they're arguing on the sideline more. That's a note as well. And now they're frustrated because they can't get anything going on offense. Well, the offensive line isn't all that as well. They're prone to give to getting Matthew Stafford sacked. And you know how Matthew Stafford performs under pressure. It's either going to be a gunslinger or he's just going to Throw a whole bunch of picks. And um, and the fact that I've heard that Jalen Ramsey's been voicing his frustrations, even though he has a burn tape himself already, I feel like the, the, the dysfunction is starting to come out. There's some dysfunction going on right here in the Rams. And I'm also confident in saying that this team won't make the playoffs. Because they're not that good. Even when they are. They're not that good. And the next team that's on the grill. That arguably has the biggest spot on the grill probably this week. Would be the Raiders. Because despite a day from Adams and Carr. This team found a way to lose. And they absolutely stink. After being shut out last week and blowing a 17-point lead this week, I could thoroughly say that this team stinks. Not average, but garbage. Because you flex your muscles around the rest, around the worst. But you turn around, you get shut out, and then you struggle. Why did you stop running the ball? I'm not sure. I understand you have Devontae Adams. By not all necessar- by all necessity, get him the ball. But when you guys were toting that rock and when you could run the ball with Josh Jacobs and all of that, the offense looks so much better. And the defense is very vulnerable and is borderline atrocious. They couldn't stop water versus the Jaguars. No playoffs. This team is unprepared, and Josh McDaniels may not be it. I can say that confidently as well. The Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is washed, and the rest of that team is soft. Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions in the red zone, two in the end zone. That's their fifth straight loss, the first since 2008. I want you guys to... I want to put this in perspective. In 2008, I was seven years old at the time. I'm 21 now. 
Jesus. That was 14 years ago. I don't understand what in the world is going on. It's uncharacteristic of Aaron Rodgers to be playing like this. And I don't see a turning point. For tor- I don't see a turning point for this team. One, if you look at the division, Minnesota has a five-game lead already on Green Bay. Your defense isn't that great. I don't think they'll make the playoffs again. Where are they at in the division? How many games have they won? Not a lot. You can't run the ball very well or at all this point. Your defensive line is your defense isn't that great. Your offensive line can't hold cheese. Your receivers drop the ball. And you have an old, aging, ornery, mouthy quarterback. Make it make sense. This team is not going anywhere. They might want to start looking at another quarterback. If they don't have Jordan Love still. But I don't... I'm not sure. But the next team... This is actually a good team. This is one of my favorite teams to watch. So I am going to put them on the group. Because I am upset with them. I'm going to put the Tennessee Titans on the group this week. Because Sunday Night Football was not on Malik Willis. That offensive coordinator and some of his play calling quite confused me to say the least. You're able to run the football. I mean... I know you guys miss Traylon Burks and all of them. And all of a sudden, the rest of your receivers can't catch well-thrown balls. You got to keep that defense off the field, man. Let's get some drives. You got to score. They should have won that game versus the Chiefs. Period, point blank. Because if they had a win down and scored another touchdown, it would have knocked Patrick Mahomes and them out. They got two blows in and couldn't deliver the third one. You got to be able to finish, and I'm going to keep harping on this all the time because they got one of my favorite players, two of them, but still. And A.J. Brown leaving the Titans last year or this offseason really did cripple that. It crippled that receiver room. Because right now, the receivers are playing like they just got off a shift at Walmart. They do what I do. I don't work at Walmart, but still. And you have to think, Traylon Burks has to be better be what people think they he is. They will make the playoffs off default because the de- their, their, um one, their defense. Two, Derek. Three, their division is horrible. And they're pretty much about to run away with it. But they need to clean it up. Offensively. And I trust that Mike Vrabel and the rest of them folks in Nashville. They'll do what needs to be necessary. They know a lot more than I do. I just know what I see. And I don't like what I see right now. And it's emotionally disturbing me. To say the least. And since we're talking about creativity and the offensive stagnancy and everything else. The next team I'm going to put on the grill is the Cardinals. 
they're still sputtering offensively and they have a lack of creativity. DeAndre Hopkins does not need to be your whole offense when you have Kyler Murray, you have a running back, your defense is it's shaky, it is what it is, but you can't, I'm seeing subpar running at best. Of course, Hopkins is going to make this offense run a lot smoother, but with, with them... Like, right now, it's for the halfway point in the season. So, we're not, it's not too early to start looking at the playoffs. Just based off of their division and how people are playing, they, I, they might get in. But San Francisco looks really good right now, and they just lost to Seattle. So, as far as with the Arizona Cardinals, I'm thinking that they're having, I don't know if this is on the coach, about these, but about these offensive issues, or the offensive coordinator, or the offensive genius, whoever's on the sideline. But come on now, figure it out. And where is Robbie Anderson? For crying out loud. You did all of this hoopla and all of this cussing and making a scene now and showing out on the sideline and got traded. Where are you now? Nowhere to be found. Telling. But anyway, that was on the feet, was on the grill. And next up, we have hot hands and hot takes. Stand tuned. And now we're on the hot hands and hot takes. And this is just some of my, these are just some of my conclusions from watching this week's action and reading and doing my research. Miami should be considered as a Super Bowl contender. A serious one. Because Waddle and Hill are turning into a two-headed monster. And Tua's taking a giant step and has some of the best vision in the NFL right now. Tell me I'm wrong. I know what I see. That offense is starting to fire on four or five cylinders. I don't know what's going to take for it the fifth cylinder to get fired up. But once it starts getting rolling, it's going to be hard to stop. It's already hard to stop. Clearly, because they can score 35, 28 to 35 points easy. Easy. Another young quarterback that's been taking some criticism and everything. Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback, and he's very talented, especially with his legs, and he opens up the RPO, and he's tightening up quickly. And he's showing people why people were so high on him then. And I'm sensing that the coming of Justin Fields is going to put a spark in the Bears. 
But my thing, my thing with the Bears is now that he's showing you guys what he can do and he's proving it to you guys, you guys need to build around him. It's only fair to him. Because he's showing you guys that he's capable of doing his job. You got to get him some more receivers. You got to beefing up that offensive line. Let him do his thing. Build the team around him. And now the defense is playing a little bit better. Hmm. I don't know how to feel about that. I'll tell you guys about that at the end of the season when I can really delve down deep. But keep a lookout on the Bears. The Bears could be on the rise within the next few years. Year or two, actually. If they can really get it going and start putting together the pieces, and I know that they got some draft capital, they could be in some serious talk. And the Jets, I've never been able to say in my 21 years of life that the Jets have been something serious that I can remember. Maybe 2007-ish, 5, 6, 7-ish. But... For real. Over half my life, the Jets have been trash. They're showing that they can hang with and beat elite opponents. They're tough and they're gritty. I feel like the problem with the Jets is that they need to stop with the slow offensive starts. And that defense is very serious. Especially that defensive line. They will get after you. Period. Point blank. But they just beat the Bills. And that's another point I wanted to make. The Buffalo Bills haven't played particularly too crisp for the past two weeks. They're having some concerning lapses to me. But nothing to me that shouldn't be able to get fixed. Play better. Period. Um... And another part of my observations is to Falcons fans. I am one of you guys. I'm a Falcons fan. I'm a Titans fan. I'm a casual fan. I watch everything. But I feel more emotionally attached to the Falcons and the Titans. I don't know why. But a major key to why Atlanta is the way that they are is costly mistakes. With the way the Falcons are running the football and getting downhill and opening up the field and and everything, the drive-killing, field-flipping mistakes need to stop for crying out loud. Jesus Christ. This team, you can say that this team should be undefeated this year. You can say that for the Titans, too, minus the Buffalo game, because they really got got one put in the man. But the Falcons, you can arguably, you can argue that this team should be 7-1. But because of mistakes, because of undisciplined play, well, not even undisciplined, they're pretty disciplined, but because of costly mistakes, 
the way the record is the way that they are. I don't have them out of the playoffs yet. They would really have to regress for that because they're pretty they're a pretty solid team right as of right now. These mistakes just need to stop. They can make the playoffs if they could beat Tom Brady and the Saints again. And if they can sweep the – did they beat the Panthers already? If they can beat the Panthers, yeah, they'll definitely – they can definitely get a wild card seed. And I feel like they're a decent enough to football team to earn a seed. They just got to, one, eliminate the mistakes. And speaking of the NFC South – Let's talk about the Panthers. Another week, another blowout loss by Carolina and another coach that's getting canned. My bottom line for the Carolina Panthers is this team is nowhere near ready to seriously compete for anything. We already know that they're blowing the roof off. I understand you're still trying to win for moral purposes, but... After every loss, you're firing somebody. Is it the Panthers or the Colts? Everybody firing, everybody getting fired after an embarrassing loss. Just let the whole world know the roof falling down or the roof finna blow off this place. Just let, go ahead and let them know. I mean, we see it, but you might as well just say it at this point. I don't see why not. And from a bad team to a quietly good team. The Minnesota Vikings are quietly taking over a division. That division. They're a young, confident bunch. With a veteran Kirk Cousins who... With a veteran Kirk, you like that Cousins. Who's been making his rounds on social media as well. It's quite hilarious. The defense... And Cousins is actually he's distributing the ball very well right now. And he can do it with his legs. Justin Jefferson is arguably one of the best receivers in the league. You can argue argue that he is the best receiver in the league. That's subjective. I'm not trying to debate. The defense is stout and improving. They may make a deep playoff run in the future. They just don't need to start raidering or ravening. Or falconing. Those three words have the exact same meaning. Blowing. And I meant that. And. Nine weeks in the season. The post-Russell Wilson Seahawks are quite a pleasant surprise in that division. They look better than they did last year. And Geno Smith may have revived his career. The defense can't stop the run well, but it's decent. They clearly miss Jamal Adams, but I want Jamal Adams to stay healthy. I really wish that he would stay healthy. But that division is looking like the 49ers division, but I still see see Seattle going to the playoffs. They're playing that well. To an extent. And. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't like the Saints. And I try to treat them with. Less. 
I try to treat them like I treat every other team, but I don't like the Saints. They're an average team. They struggle with good teams and bludgeon bad teams, which don't make them no better than the bad teams that they struggle with, that they bludgeon, because they also get their butts whooped by good teams. Mm. They shouldn't have won the game against the Falcons, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not trying to debate. Go save that for your mama. But I will stand on their average because you can't stop turning the football over. You can't stop turning the football over. And then your defense has lapses that it the defense is too inconsistent to where I can, can't really rate them. Because they have poor showings, they have good showings. Pick one. And Lions fans, you should want Detroit to start looking in the draft for another quarterback. Because here's the blunt honest truth. Jared Goff is only good for about a half before he starts to unravel at the seams. He's consistently inconsistent. And it's obviously injuring the team. Period. Point blank. The defense is horrible too. But this is about Jared Goff squandering opportunities for the offense. And falling apart at the seams after a good half. Get it get it together. I love Dan Campbell. I love him. Get it together, bro. And they were talking about, the Colts were talking about Sam Ellinger having the it factor. Or a spark that they needed or whatnot. I'm not seeing it. You might be able to be, you might be able to blame the horrendous Colts offensive line. But the team has been damaged goods ever since Andrew Luck retired. And the Owner is just doing what he wants with the team instead of maybe doing what's best interest of the team. Mm. And stop crowning the Chiefs as the darlings of the AFC. You know they're still vulnerable. They shouldn't have won that game Sunday night. They can get the ball ran down their throats. They're not that. They're good. They're good. But they're not the darlings of the AFC just yet. Jesus Christ. Again, a lot of things went on this week and I had a lot of different opinions. I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. My next segment is talking about my next my playoff predictions. Who do I think is in of it? Who do I think is already out of it? stick around for that as well all right now we're on to my playoff predictions i mean we're looking at it halfway into the season and some of these teams have already shown me enough football we're nine games in we're getting ready to go into week 10 um they've shown me enough football that i can already say these teams are already out of it steelers packers colts raiders texans panthers Broncos. I mean, I feel like the Broncos could turn around their season if they could build off of this win. But as of right now, 
it's done. And their records and their and the, just the name and how they these teams have been playing, you already see where I have they're already out of it. Especially for and there's a few teams that are kind of in between tiers, but at the same time, it is what it is. And here we have my ma- my maybes. Like, they haven't shown me anything that's going to be... Like, they've shown me spurts of what they can be, but they make too many mistakes that make... They do too many bad things that make me question whether or not they're a lock. Like, they're not locks. They're maybes. The Falcons, the Saints. I don't think the Buccaneers are going, so you could put them into already out of it. The Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Rams won't be going, so they'll be already out of it. You can go ahead and reclassify them to the horrible. The Chargers, the Bears, Giants, Jets, Patriots. These teams control their own destiny to me. They can either go up or they can get worse. Hmm. Already a lock. Titans, Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, Minnesota Vikings, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like the commanders are already out of it. That's a team that I forgot. They're already out of it. Or they're teetering between maybe and already out of it. But they keep losing games and they're going to be already out of it. And wins are hard to come by. And I feel like these are my two early Super Bowl picks. I feel like it might end up being the 49ers and the Bills this year. And I don't mind going on record saying that because I don't mind going on record saying that I'm wrong. But that's how I feel. And now, and here, I'm going to tell you guys about my jacked up tiers. Because when I rank teams, I don't do by, I really don't do by records. But by the tier names and the teams in the tiers, the records speak for themselves. But it's more based on the eye test. It's not just, oh, that team's a 2-5 and five team and that team is this and this and this and that. And that team is undefeated. I mean... The tears are what they are. But, carry on. Dungeon Dwellers. These are the worst of the worst. These, like I said, it's the same group of teams. Commanders, Colts, Texans, Jaguars, Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Panthers. And you know, this is why, because looking at the Dungeon Dwellers... This is why I already put the Titans in the playoffs. Because their three divisional opponents are horrible. They're trash. And I see the progression with Jacksonville Jaguars. But they got to show me a little bit something else that shows me that they're not trash. 
And then the next tier is still bad, but could be worse. Broncos, Saints, Cleveland Browns, Chargers, Bucks, Lions. I'm ready to move the Rams into the Dungeon Dwellers because they can't get anything done. They're frustrated. They're in some type of dysfunction. That's a bad team right there. Still bad, but could be worse. That's self-explanatory. They're not quite on a level of horrible as the Dungeon Dwellers, but they're just about. But they control their own destiny, so they can fix it. And in my clean it up, they got some things to clean up. It's minor things. I believe they can do it. But the Bears, Patriots, Seahawks, Falcons, Giants, Jets, Vikings, Titans, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens. You see that some of those, some of you guys' favorite teams aren't on a higher tier because they're vulnerable. I see it. I'm not seeing all the hoopla. But anyway, not to be a hater. The next tier is neat. Now go get organized. Cowboys, Cardinals. They got to work out some kinks. The Dallas Cowboys, they need to get better on run defense. They can pass rush like the best of them. But you're susceptible to the run. That's the only thing that's stopping them from being a clear-cut heavy hitter. And that's my next um, that's my next tier. Clear-cut heavy hitters. Because... They're clear-cut favorites. The Dolphins, 49ers, Bengals. And then you have your undefeated heavyweight, which is the Eagles, because they haven't lost yet. Haven't lost yet. Thank you guys for listening to Jory Sports Stories with me, your host, Jory. I hope you guys enjoyed our deep dive into Week 9's NFL shenanigans. If you like what you heard this week, stay tuned for next week or follow the podcast on social media for more. That's all for this week. See you next time.